Sensor Global saves lives with automatic compliance and manages smoke alarms, gas and water leak detection with 24-7 remote management. It provides complete control, reduced risks and improved compliance for property managers. To find out more, speak to Anthony Booth or head over to sensorglobal.com. So today I am super excited to have a lovely young man join me. His name's Gabe Hagen and he is from Real Mark Urban in Leaderville in WA. Gabe, welcome. Hey guys, thanks for now, having me. I um, am excited to have you on for a few reasons. Now we um, we have met in person at was it that you said that RE bar camp was when we yeah first... exactly it was in Victoria Park at the pub and it was like lots of um it was a very interesting day right lots of breakout rooms and people talking about what they know they're good at and you were speaking specifically about the leasing role and I knew that I needed to sort of get in your corner and um pick your brain so yeah uh, and was that the that was a couple of years ago now did you go mm-hmm. to last year's one I didn't go to last year's one. That was, I believe, the previous one. And that was when I was also um, working in that Southern Growth Corridor region with a different agency. And yeah. And it's it's coming back to me now because I remember you were so fresh a couple of years ago. (laughs) And um, yeah, and I I think you came up and introduced yourself to me, which was um, which was really lovely. So I um, do remember that. And I subsequently thought that you'd already been on a podcast, which you hadn't. But I think Mm -hmm. it's probably because I see you quite a bit on socials. You're really good at that and and making a good impact there. So I am I'm excited to find out a little bit more about what you're up to. So can you just share with everyone? everyone um your just where you were before getting into real estate how long you've been in real estate and sort of what you've been up to in your current position absolutely so bigger picture wise I moved to Perth in 2015 and uh, I had moved here from the UK with my family and my dad was positioned out here so we sort of packed up shop and arrived here and it all felt very fresh and new to me and uh, I had actually previously lived here when I was younger in primary school and in those 10 years between being here and coming back, I had sort of seen how much the city has changed. And um, I, I really felt like, you know, Perth as a growth aspect in terms of just living, housing, quality of life, it's definitely going to be one of the places to be over my lifetime looking forward. So those were always the inklings of of something that I enjoyed seeing. And then it was sort of finding something that aligned with that to step into professionally. And um, after high school, I went to university in UWA in Crawley, and I did a a very broad commerce degree. And I was never good at crunching numbers. I could never do the accounting or the finance, but I I love the soft skills. I love the people, the management, the engaging with stakeholders. And those broad ideas sort of pushed me into having a keen interest in real estate. And then that also coincided with COVID. And uh, I think those timings and then seeing the market changing drastically underneath me, it sort of propelled me into this real estate mindset. And, um, you know, there's always that two sides of the coin between sales and property management. And I just found that my interest laid and my passion was was there in property management. And, you know, from there, I stepped into a Ray White careers night without any clue of what to do. And um, Mark Whiteman was there and Vivian Yap was the guest speaker. And that sort of propelled me into what opportunities were in front of me. And throughout that entire sort of landscape and timeline, there was always the need for property managers. 
and um, you know people who wanted to you know, get a job done and and work hard and have sort of a keen focus on our rental properties in general and that sort of took me to starting at Ray White and I think there I did sort of apprenticeship of real estate I really did see the whole facet of the real estate ecosystem as I call it because everyone's so interconnected everything's so cyclical your clients from 10 years ago might want to lease out their property now and if you can keep it within the same family and I know that's something your agency does really well then you know you have that extreme pipeline of strong business and that sort of led me into there and I had 18 months of really fast moving market dynamics under my belt this was sort of post-COVID when rents had started to reach their peak again there was so much uncertainty there was such low supply and then there were so many tenants coming to me asking for solutions and I was in a role where I could perhaps present opportunities and that's where I had been for the past 18 months and really working alongside a, a strong BDM who was uh, sort of uh, a long-standing professional in the industry and then also having an amazing team of really strong women who are our property managers around me. That was sort of my trial by fire because they were so good at what they did. They were so compliant. They had such good processes that it sort of made me step my game up and be in line with them and making sure that we're doing things right. And then from there, within the last, um, it was six months ago, actually, I had joined Realmark Urban and we were in Leaderville. And that was just out of it, what John Perkadani, the founder of Realmark, said to me in my interview was that you're sort of graduating from your apprenticeship and you're stepping into the University of Real Estate. And um, that sounds all good, but it is definitely um, more broad understanding of what Perth has to offer. And that sort of aligned with when I moved back here, that desire to just wanting to know what's going on in our city. How are people living? What's the opportunities available? And now I'm sort of a leasing manager in business development and we're adding new business as I'm sure you are. And um, yeah, the market doesn't seem to be slowing down. So that's me. Wow. So it's super refreshing to hear someone who has actually chosen property management as a career path because I don't think that anyone on my podcast has um, come on saying that that was their intention. It's always, you know, by accident I fell into it, all of that. So that is super refreshing. But also your intellect in regards to um, and love for the actual, like, the industry and how and the uh, and and that's really coming from your uni days I think but the whole cycle of real estate and the economy and all of that is actually really um really cool and a really cool interest and that's going to take you very far with a lot of options in the real estate industry as well moving forward so um I mean I can actually if I was going to have a crystal ball I'm going to tell you that at some stage you're going to be back at uni and I reckon you'll be back doing a valuation um, course that's where I yeah. see going because that's you know that's where all those stats and come in come in so um, that would be a very interesting field for you to get into one day um, now the talk to me about the BDM to Lisa. I'm going to ask you a couple of hard questions, but I reckon that they're good to help other people in the same position answer. So my first question is, 
because you haven't actually worked as a property manager, how do you find that that affects your role? Just it, um, what are the advantages of not having that property management experience and being a leasing consultant and BDM? Question. And uh, I think one, just to hark back on one point you said, you know, coming from the uni days and that cyclical thing, I think it also comes from Perth specifically, sort of, we have this strong knowledge sharing basis that extends beyond the agency walls. And it was like when I came into Ari Bar Camp and you were sharing all of your secrets and it's not as if you were holding them for yourself and there wasn't enough business to go around. It, it really is, you know, everyone's sort of engaging. And I'm not sure if that's a Perth thing or if it's just, you know, the community we have locally, but that was something that I had noted. But yes, in terms of the leasing, I like to say to our investors, and this is something I believe when I'm sort of engaging a new client and speaking about the spectrum of our service, I like to say that we have sort of a tailored service and we have experts in each sort of corner of the full spectrum service. And throughout the entire process of your sort of property management timeline, you're going to have an expert in your corner the, the entire way through. And often we're working together. And I like to sort of personify the fact that, you know, I have the leasing expertise and the preparation of the property, taking it to market. And that coincides with securing a good tenant, which then allows the property manager, who's even more so an expert in terms of their experience, their knowledge, their understanding, how they deal with um, their clients. And then that will translate into a smooth transition into their high-level service. And then on top of that, we have our directors and our business owners as well who are sort of overseeing that entire ecosystem. And I like to tell people, you know, you can have one person that does everything or you can have three people with 300% more experience, hands-on approach and, you know, just the ability to be communicative and be in their pocket if they ever need a call or a text. And that's what I like to say to them as well. And I did start an assistant property management role. So I've got about 50 to 100 PCRs under my belt. So I definitely have a bit of expertise in terms of, um, you know, I am aligned with them in their understanding of the service. But realistically, at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is when I'm engaging a client or I'm speaking about how well we can do for them, it's the fact that I know the service that I'm explaining is one in which we can actually follow through and provide. And I think without having those people who I know to be experts and who actually teach me things on a daily basis, it wouldn't allow me to, you know, say the things I'm saying and believe them. And I think that is the critical factor. And, um, you know, that's just come from the last six months of them holding me accountable, them keeping me in line with their sort of practices and processes and for them to, you know, constantly tell me if I'm doing something wrong on the bad way, but I just tell them, you know, constantly give me the feedback. We're learning, we're aligning our processes and you guys are the experts. So whatever you say goes and we can, you know, work together for the better. And I hope yeah. that made sense, but I think that's what I believe. Definitely. The, the answer that you gave that you'd give to a client is perfect. And uh, I would sign up there and there. I think that that's a really good script for people to use mm. um, if they need to and if you're in that same position so I um that brings us to the situation which I briefly mentioned to you before where we talk about um 
And it's not um, it's not that I think there's hierarchies in property management, but I think that some people, probably maybe the older generation, would think that uh, you start off in real estate in leasing and then you go to property management and then you go to BDM and then I don't know what you do after BDM. You probably go to department manager or, you know, something like that. And we've got all these layers of how to progress um, in the career. But I... With, with how you actually scripted what you just said, it actually really brings into what I call horizontal management of a property. There's no vertical management. So really, like you said, there's just experts in the field. Um, and and the I still strongly believe that a leasing consultant is actually probably the most important role because you have a good tenant in your property it's actually really easy for a property manager to look good. Like you're really making their job look a lot easier and making them stand out to the client. Um, put a, you know, a crap person in, well, then the property manager's really going to have to show how good they are by handling the situation. Um, one thing that it, it's curious for me, and it's only because I don't have a leasing consultant. However, down the track, I think it's something that I would like to do. But the reason why we don't is because the property managers um, are a bit controlling with who they put into the property. So can you talk to me about what it actually looks like, what the client experience looks like when they come through you? So like it just when it comes to new management, advertising, you know, home opens, applications, can you just go through that pipeline for me? Absolutely. So essentially we'll engage them, perhaps it's through a referral or something of that nature, and then we will give them sort of our preliminary information, of course, and then from the time the management authority is signed and then to the point where perhaps the property settles or it's leased, we're doing our sort of pre-leasing compliance check, making sure that all the things we can do to reduce those days vacant are, you know, maximized. And then I like to say from there, it's, you know, you have me in your corner from the inception of the management agreement until the lease is signed and beyond that. But I'm working on, you know, maximizing your returns in that period. And then I personally, it's been a teething process, not in a bad way, but it's more just over the last six months, I've really been focusing on learning the personality traits of my personal property managers, because, you know, once you know who a person is, you know what makes them steam out of their ears, you know what makes them smile. It's so easy to put people that are aligned with them. And I think as well that the market with the volume of applicants we're getting, it actually permits to have that choice and to have that mindfulness as opposed to, you know, if you're only getting one or two applications, you obviously have to do what you've got to do. But now since the market permits it, it really has been over the last six months sort of aligning my personal traits with those people and then making sure that the information that translates on the paper is aligned with them. And then having those conversations where there's only so much information you can put on a piece of paper in an application. There's so much more in terms of that personal engagement at the home open that is of paramount importance. And I think one of the most important tasks I've focused on as well in my leasing is introducing that human touch back into the market because there is no element of personalization in the leasing right now. Everything's done online. You can view, you can apply for a home. You don't even need to speak to an agent. You literally click a button and it puts the information in front of them. No one gets their time to have their questions answered. And all they need to do is just get the right information once. And then I think supporting the applicant and then aligning it with the property manager 
that's just going to push forward, like you said, into making the property manager look smooth, into having the easiest deal moving forward. And then I found as well, you know, I am an empathetic person. I'm extremely a people pleasing person. And that just comes from a client facing role and setting those realistic expectations with the owner, as well as the applicant, just being like, this is how the property will come to you. This is when you can move in. These are the dates we can't negotiate on. Once you align the non-negotiables, you have those sort of personal traits, you have that human aspect, then realistically, there's no reason that you should be perhaps putting a tenant in there that isn't fully vetted and you have that sort of relationship from the get-go. And, um, you know, from a client perspective, that looks like, I like to say that I can lease your property within seven to 14 days generally, and I'll do my inspections within the first seven days. Then we'll do our application process as well as our compliance for the home. We want to just make sure people can step into the home. The power's on. It's clean. It's beautiful. It feels like home. And I think having that as well from a tenant satisfaction perspective, if they go into the home and they're happy, they're not going to be buzzing you for random things that might be unnecessary or non-urgent in a property manager sense. And I think all of those human aspects, aligning those, it's just going to translate into Mr. and Mrs. Dear Owner being like, wow, thank you for achieving these results in the timeline you've achieved. It all looks very sort of... um set out on paper but there's so much human aspect behind the scenes and i think that's where we're lying right now and that's the majority of my role in terms of the leasing and um yeah that was sort of a very broad picture yeah and so you're advertising the property you're doing any viewings home opens application processing contacting the owner with um the choice of applications getting that approval um i'm assuming setting it up um and then getting their lease signed getting all of that done absolutely absolutely the property managers like to do their leases and yep. that's simply an administrative duty and that's something we've sort of worked out in our flow chart of how everything looks but you're absolutely right i'm going to field their application i'm the one summarizing it and then i'm the one calling their references as well so everything is really in my hands. And then it sort of has that streamlined correspondence to the property manager. Like, here's all the information. It was returned positively. Hopefully this translates into X, Y, Z. And then from there, once they're in the property, the lease is signed, the payments receded. That's when they've already had the correspondence with their property manager, but then they have their entire sort of new tenancy handbook and problem troubleshooting, for example, and who to call in certain instances. And then I also like that, even after they move in and they have full correspondence with their property manager, they still have my number in their phone. And if they don't have correspondence from the property manager, they can just flick me a text and maybe I can just put something across their desk or I can have another conversation. And again, it's just, you know, twice as much support for tenants as well as the owners. Oh, totally. Because if there's a, um, one thing that I've really noticed is that if there's ever a problem in property management, whether it's owners or tenants, if, when they're, let's just say they're upset about something and they can't get hold of anyone, as long as they can get hold of a second person, then you can, like nine times out of 10, you can sort it out. It's exactly. when they can't get hold of anybody that things start escalating and um, and there's a problem. So I find that it's not generally the problem that's a problem. It's um, how quickly they you can have it solved and they can fix someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm sure you have lots of experience with that. But we try to, you know, put as much resources and information where they can be self-sustaining. And I'm not sure what sort of like 
um, maintenance app you're using or something, but there's a lot of power in their phone to lodge their requests and sort of follow steps in their own hands. And yeah. that sort of um, takes a lot of correspondence out of the property manager. Yeah. Yeah. We're using um, Tappy for our maintenance. I don't know if you guys are using that or not. No, we're, we're using, um, we use Property Tree and Bricks and Agent. And I, I think they came and did a rollout throughout Perth over the last 18 months. Is that correct? Yeah, Tappy did, yeah. So yeah. it's um it, it the tenants feel like they get heard straight away. So that sort of works mm-hmm. quite good. But for me, it's all about management reports to make sure that I can oversee mm-hmm. things quite easily. Like this week I've got someone off on leave, so I can easily check her maintenance and see that it's all up to date and it's not a problem. So it's um yeah, it's a good system. Um the in regards to the BDM versus the leasing role, do you mm-hmm. find it a hard to be strict or are you even strict with your time and how to divide that time because I can imagine the leasing side is going to be really overwhelming at the moment so um I'd be interested to see how you separate that but also is there I think you've got other BDMs in your office as well stay with us we'll be right back Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Absolutely. So you know our associate director, Emma. Emma, yes. I thought that was her, yeah. So she's our full-time business. She's the associate director of property management, and she's fully focused on business development management as well. And so I would essentially be her associate, and I work alongside her to capture those new managements. But she is fully dedicated to, you know, capturing those alongside whatever sort of organic business I bring in as well. And um, this role specifically is something that sort of um, was born out of this fast paced moving market within the last six months. And the previous role with the previous leasing agent, he was solely focused on just leasing the properties and sort of engaging with the tenants. And now out of my own sort of desire to engage new business, as well as I think the necessity is there because there's so many leads and inquiries coming in. It's just being able to you know, respond timely and capture the business and respond with something that's actually of value to these people. And um, so, yeah, we do have Emma, of course, and that was perhaps one of the biggest reasons I joined Real Mark Urban was to work underneath her because I'm just, you know, hungry for knowledge and as much food I can take off her plate is, you know, gold to me. So very lucky to be in the position I am. But And you might also then have the opportunity to be on the back of a bus like Emma. There you go. Exactly. No, maybe a bus bench in the interim. I need to work up to a to a twenty seater bus like that. But there we go, Emma. If you're listening, we want a a bus seat for Gabe. Yeah. No, I'm I'm talking about her getting me at a Wembley golf course because I'm over there but on the driving range. Yeah. There you go. Um, that's a great idea. I'm actually I go there as well to the driving range, and there's there is real mark signs there. But is that your office or another office? Yes, that's our office, and they actually they did some rebannering over Christmas, and you can uh, actually hit your golf ball into Emma's face at the hundred oh, meter mark now. Totally but doing that. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good for me. I can go there after a hard days at work and just smash some. But no, it's, 
we're lucky to have really good um, branding and uh yeah you can't you can't miss emma which is it's one of the most important things right sort of getting your foot in the door and then it's sort of how good you are at what you do that would capture the business but yeah i'll work on that thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> so okay so with the duties in for bdm are you mm. disciplined with like what you do each week to work towards that bdm is that how you're managing it absolutely so it was a it was quite an arduous process finding that balance between i'm going to use return on investment but it's not specifically monetary it's time effort processes and the leasing i would say it takes up 80 to 90% of your time but the return on investment is perhaps half or a quarter of what engaging a new client would be so i found you know the phone is going to ring and tenants are going to be calling you inquiring about properties nonstop all day and with the direction of emma because she said she had gone through the same thing when she first started she's like you need to find time to dedicate to specific tasks and give yourself the ability to miss a phone call in the mindfulness that you will call them back at another specific time and then i could really start to allocate my leasing tasks and my bdm tasks because i'm of paramount importance to me is the leasing tasks because i have a team of 10 property managers behind me that require me to do my job in a timely manner and you know for me not letting them down is is perhaps the biggest role and then from there i'm also lucky that i i get time to work from home on monday and this was born out of that structure so essentially i'll show my homes the majority of the weekend and then i'll do my application reviews solely on monday and these are the days when i can afford to miss a phone call as long as I have the information in the property manager's hands at the start of the week. And that allows them to do their business throughout the course of the week. And then perhaps gives me more time at the tail end of the week to capture new business. But on a daily basis, I come in, I, I allocate two hours to application review first thing in the morning before the phones start ringing and people start inquiring. And then from there, I'm sort of following up any pre-leasing steps with new owners in the lead up until lunchtime. And then from there, I'm sending out appraisals for our referral partners. I'm setting up meetings to engage clients for new business. And then I will schedule those all on an, a day accordingly. And, um, you know, realistically, I'm scheduled to work 8.30 to 5, but I feel like I extend my reach beyond those times. And I know you do the same. You always talk about how you're driving your kids to Adventure World, but you got your client on the phone, for example. And that's one of the things of BDM. So scheduling yeah. meetings in the evening and from there i like to just have all of our referral partners our agents knowing that we're sort of in touch with their clients and no leads are being left unturned and then that sort of translates into my afternoons where i'm doing external appointments maybe meeting owners are showing properties and things of that nature and then there's a hundred other tasks that sort of slot themselves in between there but in terms of my structure and allowing myself specific time that's what it looks like to me yeah, well, it sounds very well organized. I mean, I I will share a secret. I'm not that organized in my mm -hmm. role, and um, and it, it's it's good. I mean, like while you've got that leasing role, and then the new management, mine, you know, it might be the new management, and then the actual um, looking after the staff, for example. So yeah. I find that that's something that does need to be tweaked a lot. But the for me, my best organ like the what makes me feel more organized is when my social media is up to date which i know is not a priority for a lot of people but it's a pro it, i 
feel uneasy if mm. I have not got that, um, yeah, that's something scheduled. So for yes. me, I just make sure I do it first thing in the morning. Um, and I do have some scheduling in as well on the off chance that I forget, but a lot of my stuff's actually more ad hoc. But yeah. what I was saying, I was actually saying this to my partner the other day, that what I think people get wrong, this is not property management, this is just in life in general, is that, um, and I say this because I've got teenage children, so I can see how they're going to grow up, but it's like you need to sometimes um do hard things now and when I say hard I mean you know work your ass off now so that you can have an easier life and easier career which is sort of what you're doing prepping yourself to you know to be successful in that area but a lot of people um, are taking the easy road now and that's going to make their future harder and Mm -hmm. so um, that's what it came came because I was on Saturday it was four o'clock and I was out at a random hotel in Northbridge um, in the foyer meeting a buyer's agent that had come over from Sydney for 24 hours. Now, in my mind, I was like, really, really do not feel like being here. Like I've got so many other things I could be doing. My kids were at home. Um, Like that was just not an idea of a fun fun activity for the weekend. But Um, a lot of people would say, absolutely not. I don't make appointments on the weekend or I don't do this, don't do that. But the thing is, is that by me doing that appointment actually turned out to be a very, very good appointment with a lot of contacts and um, he is connected with a lot of people that's actually going to pay off for me. But Mm. I had to, you know, do something that I didn't really want to do to, you know, for a future. So I guess my my point is, is that, you know, we, there's a lot of people that don't have that same mentality and I it's I love love hearing you talk because you're younger but you still have that real hard work mentality which <laughs> I feel like it's it's dying a little bit like I don't know about your mates what they're like or whether you're all just the same and you're you know surround yourself with you know um, the same mentality but yeah. I don't know there's people out there that are just like trying to cruise through life and it's like no, don't cruise through life because your your future's going to be too hard. No, I I completely understand. That's exactly yeah. Uh, no, thank you for that as well. And uh, it's definitely one. I I think I have good mates around me. I'm lucky. I've uh, I've realized that over the weekend we had sort of thirty guys all playing in a golf tournament together, and I was just looking at all of them. I'm like, none of you, all of you have your head screwed on straight. You've got a good job. Like you have sort of some mindfulness to look forward in your life, and that's. You know, to hear you say that as well, it's a nice reaffirmation of that. But I think that specific idea pertains to that thought of people sort of downgrading leasing and BDM as well, because they don't see the long term picture. They don't see the fact that, you know, I'm engaging with 10x clients that a sales rep would engage with right now. I have 10x the stakeholders in front of me. 100 times the information and I'm leasing from Mindari to Baldivis. So I'm seeing the full spectrum of our real estate. And those are the things that were very sort of essential to me in this role. But exactly, I think having the mindfulness and the biggest issue right now, I think everyone just wants to make money and not put the work in. Mm-hmm. And that's perhaps is like the overall employment market right now. Everyone's like, I'm going to have a go at what I'm passionate about. If that falls through, I'll go to the mines and I'll make $100,000 sort of for going half of my life on a yearly basis. And 
You know, I think people, again, that return on investment, like I know I could make more money doing X, Y, Z, but the investment in the non-tangible assets are what I have told myself that exact sentence over the last three years to justify the fact that, you know, the money will come, the experience is invaluable. How much can I receive that doesn't have a monetary value, but has extreme value to me outside of that and that's exactly what i said when i first started the industry in property management when you're getting an assistant property manager's role between 45 and 55,000 dollars for a year and you know to rough it out to be in those situations where you're a problem solver on a daily basis and perhaps you're not getting that bonus in your pocket that mr agent over there is getting you really have to have those sort of intangible assets that can justify what you're doing because yeah it's not easy to be a property manager. And I think a lot of people, yeah, like I said, it's just that work versus the financial reward. Yeah, I, I like what you said about the 10 times like impact on um, people's. And that's like, I guess, from a BDM point of view, the plan is to make an impact on as many people as possible for future, you know, business. And mm-hmm to be honest like like you said you're having an impact on so many more people being in the leasing role that that absolutely is going to have a role and effect with all those people having such a great experience with you um and then when they've got friends or talking about it at a party it's like oh listen why you keep people so helpful when leasing out because um, that is what all um, landlords want is someone who's going to lease their property well. So it's like the perfect combo, but we just don't see it enough in Perth and I assume um, over East as well, that combo of BDM and leasing. So I want everyone to, I hope everyone enjoyed this listen and take that away that if you maybe don't have a BDM or maybe you don't even have a leasing consultant, um, mm-hmm. have a look at having a little bit of a hybrid role in there. It's like a, it's a little bit of the role to help the property managers, a little bit of the role to help their business. It mm-hmm. might be a really good combination to um, watch out for. And I think we're going to see more of those combos um, moving forward as well. Um, Dave, you're an absolute pleasure to talk to. It's so lovely to connect with you. And um, I really, I'm sure at some stage in your career, we will be in touch again and I will have you involved with PM Collective somehow at at an event. I can already sort of picture it because I think you've got a wonderful, wonderful future and, um, and a really wonderful mindset in regards to real estate and property management itself. So thank you for joining me and, um, and thank you for sharing your experience. And um, if anyone wants to connect with Gabe, he is over LinkedIn. Um, sorry, Instagram is probably your favorite, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to work on both, but you can find me Gabe Hagen, Perth Property, search it in LinkedIn or Instagram and you'll see me there. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you, Ash. Thanks for giving you know our industry a platform. We definitely need more people like you, although it's highly unlikely, but you know, keep doing what you're doing and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. MCG Quantity Surveyors are a favourite for property managers around Australia to help their clients maximise their cash flow through tax depreciation. I love how they place a strong emphasis on industry-leading education and data releases that they share with our community and because they support the property industry so much, it is a no-brainer to use them for all your tax depreciation needs.